And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including... Trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Eve Arden stars as our Miss Brooks from 1955. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named David must correctly answer more true or false questions about Beyonce than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to our Hollywood 360 listener contestant, David. Yes, we're so happy to have you on with us, David. David, David, where have you been? <laughs> hey, Carl. Hey, Lisa. How you doing? <laughs> we're we're doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Just keeping busy with summer and all, you know. Yeah. yeah well, we missed you. We haven't talked yeah. to you guys in a while, and we're so glad that you're on the phone yes, with us are. tonight. I, I tried to call in a few weeks ago when you were talking about Elvis, but ah. I wasn't the lucky number. Yeah. Well, well. today is your lucky day. Mm-hmm. You are the lucky number, we and we're lucky to have you on the line with us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this That's is all about Beyonce. She was born September 4th of 1981. She's known as Queen Bee, and she's turning 42. Yeah, wow. So, all true wow. or false, David, this is for you. Uh, Beyonce okay. rose to fame in the late 1990s as the lead singer of the Spice Girls. Is that true or false? I think that's true. I'm not positive, but I think that sounds right. I don't think so. I don't think she was ever part of the Spice Girls. Um, I say, I'm going to say... False. All right. Unfortunately, it's false. Oh, um, she ah. was um, part of David. Destiny. She was the lead singer of Here's Destiny's Child. Oh, right. Yeah. I just think that sounded like the Spice Girls. I mean, to she's me. spicy, but she wasn't a Spice <laughs> Girl. Do you know her? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, exactly. Would you like to know her? No. Okay. Not really. <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> I'd she's like to too, know her. She's too. You know, I don't know what the word is. Really, she's just too. You know, glam. I don't like those crazy, glammy kind of. You're crazy. Yeah. It's a little too intense for yeah, me. Intense. That's a good All word. All right. For well, it. you're crazy, so That's that true. might work out crazy. for you. Carl, Beyonce <laughs> made her big screen debut in the movie Dream Girls. True or false? That's false. David, I is sure he right? Carl, I agree with Carl. That's false. It is false. Do you know what the movie was? Yes, that was her big Austin screen. Powers. You are absolutely right. Austin yes. Powers and Goldmember, my I took my Prevagen, Nice David. work. Yeah. David, <laughs> Beyonce's solo debut album was called Dangerously in Love. True hmm. or false? Hmm. Oh, gee. <laughs> uh, I'm purely 50-50 yep, here. Yep. Uh, I'll say true. 
I don't think so. I'm going to say false. Well, it's our lucky date. That is absolutely true. All right. Dangerously in love. Here's for David. That's how you do it. Here's for Carl. (laughs) We're tied up. All right. Carl, Beyonce married Jay-Z in 2008. Well, she did marry Jay-Z, but it might not be 2008. But I'll say true. David? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think true. I think that's true. It's true. We're going to go with the All tie right. there. David, Beyonce portrayed Aretha Franklin in the movie Cadillac Records. True or false? Hmm. Uh, I, I think it's true. Mm, no, I, I think I'm going to have to say false. I think like it was a different title name or something. I'm going to have to say false. I'm going right. to say true on that one. It's false. <laughs> she portrayed Etta James, not ah, Aretha. Here's for David. Mm, there here's we go. Here's for Carl. And there's one question hey. left. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the pressure uh, is on. Yes. Carl, Beyonce developed the perfume True Star with Tommy Hilfiger. That's her uh, perfume. I have no <laughs> you're, idea. You're not up on I'll her perfume? I'll just say false. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say false because I don't think that Tommy Hilfiger or whatever is in, is in perfume. So I'm going to um, say false. <laughs> We're both wrong. The answer's true. <laughs> oh, you're both wrong, wrong, but the good news is, David, David won. you won either yeah. way because you're still one up. David so is the you winner. You still are the winner. Oh, yeah. right. And you're always a winner in my book, David. Just listening to your show makes me culturally smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, next hour we're going to hear some Beyonce tunes, but yeah. uh, it was great to have you on the phone. David, for we love host. having you play the game. I'm going to send you some fun CDs. You're awesome. And you beat the host. There you go. No, I love being on with you guys. You're great. Thank right, you thanks, so much. Buddy. Great, David. All right. When we come back, we're going to tune into our Miss Brooks starring Eve Arden. So stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Don't forget we have a club especially for our listeners. It's called the Classic Radio Club. And, uh, you know, most people, Lisa, 
believe it or not, that join the Classic Radio Club, they get the monthly CD set. So it's a five CD. As opposed to the digital As opposed to the digital. But you know what? We have a lot of people that get the digital. In fact, I signed a couple of people up today. In fact, that's what I do. I get the digital version. Yes, I know. Mike likes the CDs. I like the CDs. I would say it's like two-thirds are CD, but a lot of people get the digital. But we have both versions for you folks. And every 30 days, approximately every 30 days, you will get a new five CD set sent to you in the mail with 10 classic radio shows direct from the master recording. Sounds like unbelievable quality, like the best quality we have. And then a 12-page booklet in there, historical booklet, written by myself and Carl Shadow. And it's very detailed about all the shows. It's like when I was doing the index cards. You know, it's like that. Right, but a little bit better. A little bit better. And it's a really nice CD set. You get it every 30 days. A new one, right, with 10 new shows. Um, If you join the digital program, of course, it's a little less because we don't have to send you the CDs. And that's emailed to you, 10 shows, along with a PDF of the booklet. You click it, you read the booklet. Um, And that... um, help support the show. So we really appreciate all of our Classic Radio Club members. If you love this show, if you love Classic Radio, I would uh, implore you to at least look into it. Go to our website, ClassicRadioClub.com, right? Um, Yes. Most importantly, though, I think the quality of these shows is something you can't get anywhere else. Right. And that's what we offer above and beyond uh, what you could do if you, you know, looked it up somewhere else, you will absolutely not get what we can deliver no, to you. these are directly. And then we pay royalties, of course, to the estates. So it's really official, and um, we are very proud of it. We have right. a lot of members. So go to ClassicRadioClub.com. Now, there's another way you can order or learn more about it, subscribe. You can call our number, 815-900-7535. That's 815 815- Nine hundred seven five three five. We'll answer all your questions. There is a live operator there. If they don't answer, just leave your name and telephone number, and a live operator will call you back. It won't be AI. It'll be uh, someone you can ask questions to and uh, sign up. We'd love you to be a uh, Classic Radio Club member, and as part of that membership, you'll also receive the podcast of this show and our Radio Rarities podcast email to you every Monday. That's just a bonus. It's part of what we do for the club members. That's like the whole VIP thing, the Classic Radio Club. Check it out at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. All right, time for our Miss Brooks. Man, was this a great radio show. And you're going to hear an episode right off the master transcription disc. This is a 1955 broadcast. Eve Arden, she was so great as Connie Brooks, ninth grade English teacher at Madison High School. This is a broadcast from September 4th, 1955, part one of Our Miss Brooks. Now, Anison, the tablets thousands of physicians and dentists recommend for fast relief of pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia, and Bicidol mints, that quickly rid stomach of gastric distress, present our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks Transcribed. But first, here is something you should know if you ever suffer from the pain of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. 
It's an incredibly fast way to ease the pain. It's anison, a way countless numbers of people have found superior. Anison acts so promptly to relieve pain. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in convenient tablet form. Thousands of persons have been introduced to anison through their own physicians or dentists. But today these tablets are in such widespread use that all drug counters have them, and everyone can have the benefit of their incredibly fast action. So if you want to relieve the pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, by all means try anison on this guarantee. If the first few anison tablets do not give you all the relief you want, as fast as you want it, return the unused portion and your money will be refunded. I'll spell the name for you, A-N-A-C-I-N. Easy-to-take anison tablets come in handy boxes of 12 and 30 and economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Ask for anison at your druggists today. Well, many school teachers embarked upon their summer vacations as soon as school ended last June. But our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, could only afford one week away from the city and waited until September to make her departure. Yes, I wanted my vacation to remain fresh in my memory. I felt that in the long winter months ahead, I could use some glowing memories to warm my bones. Last Friday morning, the date I had set to leave town, my landlady sat down to breakfast with me. So you're finally going on your vacation, Connie. Yes, Mrs. Davis, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I know you have, dear. Ever since Mr. Boynton left town two weeks ago. You must miss him dreadfully. Me? Miss Mr. Boynton? Dreadfully? Why? Why? <laughs> we all know how you feel about Madison's handsome biology teacher, Connie. And it's just a shame that he's so bashful when it comes to women. Oh, I don't mind his being bashful when it comes to women. It's just this one particular English teacher who I mind his being bashful with when it comes to her, usually. <laughs> change the subject. All right, Connie. We'll talk about something else. Fine. Mr. Boynton's spending his vacation at Crystal Lake. So what? Mr. Boynton's spending his vacation at Crystal Lake. As far as I'm concerned, he can go his way and I'll go my way. Where are you going on your vacation, Connie? Crystal Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens that my picking out Crystal Lake for a vacation was merely a coincidence. As a matter of fact, I simply took a map of some surrounding resort towns and stuck a pin in it. And the pin landed on Crystal Lake. Who knows? I was afraid to look. <laughs> but Walter Denton's coming over to help me with my bags this morning, and I'd appreciate it if you don't mention Mr. Boynton in front of him. Well, why not, Connie? Walter knows you're fond of Mr. Boynton. Well, I'm fond of Walter, too, Mrs. Davis, but that kid can be an awful tease at times usually when it's most embarrassing. So do me a favor, when he gets here, I'm just going to Crystal Lake to relax, huh? Okay. Now eat your cereal, dear. I'll go see if the... Oh, that's Walter now. The door's open, Walter. Come on in the dinette. Farewell, oh, fairest flower of the faculty. <laughs> and you, Miss Brooks, I'm Peter Zane. Goodbye, aloha. Don't push me. I'm going. <laughs> Miss Brooks is going to Crystal Lake to relax, Walter. That's the only reason in the world she's going there. 
just to relax. That's right, Walter. And guess who'll be there to relax with her? <laughs> Mrs. Davis, please. Oh, I'm sorry, Connie. Well, I'll go get the coffee started. I'll be back in a few minutes. Take your time. Oh, it'll be nice to get away for a while. I've been typing reports for Mr. Conklin till my nails are worn down. Yeah, you've earned a good rest, Miss Brooks, and Crystal Lake is a great place to get it. It certainly is. It's also a great place to nail down Mr. Boynton. <laughs> He's still vacationing up there, you know. He is? Well, you might not believe this, Walter, but the fact that Mr. Boynton happens to be at Crystal Lake in the Beaver Lodge in room 124 is certainly news to me. <laughs> Tell the truth, Miss Brooks. Since he's been away, has Mr. Boynton called you much? He hasn't called me anything I couldn't repeat in mixed company. <laughs> oh, you mean has he telephoned? Well, to be perfectly honest, Walter, Mr. Boynton did phone me about a week ago, but I didn't enjoy the conversation as much as I should have. Why not? Well, Mr. Boynton told me that the desk clerk at Beaver Lodge, uh, Mr. Turner, was quite a snooper. And he used to listen in on the guest telephone calls. Oh, gosh, that's pretty hard to believe in a nice hotel like that. I didn't believe it myself until Mr. Turner cut in on us to deny the whole thing. <laughs> well, Turner or no Turner, you ought to phone Mr. Boynton and tell him you're coming up today. Not me, Walter. I want to surprise him. Yeah, but you haven't spoken to him in a week. He might have checked out. Checked out? Sure. But even if he hasn't, you don't have to give the surprise away. Just tell him you called to pass the time of day. Don't even mention that you're driving up. Well, I... I... Yo, that's my pal, Stretch Snodgrass, Miss Brooks. He said he was going to come over and say goodbye to you. Oh, I'm quite flattered. Stretch is Madison's most brilliant athlete. Physically, that is. <laughs> well, come in, Stretch. Yeah, I'll go help Mrs. Davis in the kitchen. Stretch is pretty bashful sometimes. He'll probably feel more comfortable if he talks to you alone. All right, Walter. See what's holding up my coffee, will you? Oh, hi, Miss Brooks. Walter told me you was going away, so I just come by to say, Oof, Weezer's end. <laughs> Oof, Hooser's end? <laughs> Weezer's end. Well, that's a word Walter taught me. He told me it means goodbye. Gosh, if Oof Weezer's End doesn't mean goodbye, then my coming over to wish you Oof Weezer's End must make me out to be some kind of a dummy. <laughs> but a very nice kind, Stretch. Actually, the word you have in mind is pronounced Auf Wiedersehen. Oh. Well, I never was much good at them French words. <laughs> I know. English is where you shine. <laughs> That's because you're my teacher, Miss Brooks. Don't spread it around. <laughs> well, I'm sure glad you're getting to go on a vacation. Me too, Stretch. I can use the rest. I'm going up to Crystal Lake for the week. It's a great place to relax. Well, it sure is. And when it comes to relaxing, Mr. Boynton's one of the nicest guys to relax with. <laughs> Here's your beanie, Stretch. Oof, Weezer's end. Before I go, Miss Brooks, I'd like to make a suggestion. If you're going to go up to the lodge, you ought to call Mr. Boynton first. But, Stretch, I don't well, want him to... I won't spoil a surprise. Just don't mention you're driving up. Just say you called to pass the time of day. This sounds like a conspiracy. Hiya, Stretch. Finished saying goodbye to Miss Brooks yet? Just about, Walter. Yeah, good. Now, if you'll give us the keys to your car, Miss Brooks, Stretch and I will see that it's all gassed up and ready to go. Fine, here they are, but make it fast, boys. I'd like to get started right after breakfast. Well, don't worry, Miss Brooks. We'll be back in a jiffy. Come on, Walter. Yeah, okay, Stretch. Well... Hasta la vista, Miss Brooks. Gracias, Walter. Adios, Stretch. Hasta la vista, Miss Brooks. 
Here's the coffee, Connie. Nice and hot. Good. You know something, Mrs. Davis? As soon as I finish my coffee, I'm going to call Mr. Boynton on the phone just to make sure he hasn't checked out of Beaver Lodge. But, Connie, you don't want him oh, to... Oh, it won't spoil the surprise. I'll just say I called to pass the time of day. I won't even mention that I'm driving up this morning. What a wonderful idea, Connie. When did you get it? Twice. <laughs> Hello? Uh, Mr. Boynton, uh, Miss Brooks is calling you from the city. Oh, thanks, Mr. Turner. Go ahead, Miss Brooks. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Miss Brooks. My goodness, it's nice to hear from you. I was just wondering how you're enjoying yourself. How's the weather up there? Well, lately, the weather's been pretty good. Pretty good? 85 in the shade. <laughs> Please, Mr. Turner. Well, you can't beat that kind of weather no matter where you go. Mr. Turner. Yes, Miss Brooks? Goodbye. Oh, uh, goodbye. Uh, tell me, Miss Brooks, will you be able to get away for a bit of vacation before school opens? Oh, I'm afraid not, Mr. Boynton. Looks like I'll be stuck in the city. Are you planning to stay on at the lodge for a while? Yes, indeed. Planning to stay another week. Oh, it's heavenly here, Miss Brooks. Oh, are the fish biting? <laughs> That's the first portion of our Miss Brooks. It's so clear... Is directly from the master. You can actually hear the audience, like, even, like, a little, <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. It's great. I love, love, love Our Miss Brooks, and especially when they're direct from the masters. We have all the Our Miss Brooks right off the 16-inch transcription disc masters from CBS. Hope you're enjoying this. And um, Robert Rockwell is playing Mr. Boynton on this episode. By this time... Unfortunately, Jeff Chandler, uh, I believe he had he had passed away from um, a routine surgery, and he, he passed away. So Robert Rockwell was playing that part. All right, more of Our Miss Brooks after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Before the break, we were talking about Jeff Chandler, who for many, many years played uh, Philip Boynton on Our Miss Brooks. He, he did a lot of radio work. He was also um, on uh, Michael Shane. He played Michael Shane on that uh, series uh, for, I think, a couple of years. He was also Chad Remington on Frontier Town. And was in a ton of suspense and escape. He uh, he was a very handsome, big, uh, tall guy. Did a lot of movies as well. 
and he was the love interest or who Connie Brooks was infatuated with at Madison High School. You know, he was uh, Philip Boynton, the bashful biologist. But then later in the show's run, and they went to television at the same time they were on TV. So the whole cast made the transition to television, except for Jeff Chandler. And the reason why was because he got so busy with movie parts. He was in a lot of movies. He was becoming a big movie star. Um, So he didn't do the television version Robert Rockwell did. So it just made sense to have Robert Rockwell on the radio show as well. So that's why we are are hearing Robert Rockwell. I was a little off on the date. Mm -hmm. This is a 1955 broadcast. But in 1961, at the young age of 42... So sad. He passed away. A routine surgery. It was like um, not even a, a major surgery and um, he passed away. Yeah, really sad. Um, but um, mo- normally when we play Our Miss Brooks, you hear Jeff Chandler, as Philip pointed on this. We're listening to Robert Rockwell. Um, great episode of Our Miss Brooks. is sponsored by Anison. For so long, it was sponsored by Colgate. Um, but in the 1950s, the sponsor was Anison. Uh, let's get back to it now. Our Miss Brooks starring Eve Arden. <laughs> Mr. Turner. I caught a whopper this morning, didn't I, Mr. Boynton? Well, it was a pretty good-sized fish. Pretty but... good? It was just the biggest trout you ever saw. Actually, it was a pickerel. You call a fish with those markings a pickerel? I'm surprised at your ignorance, Boynton. Now, just a minute, Mr. Turner. I happen to be a biology teacher, and I know my fish. Well, you don't know my fish. (laughs) I've been fishing in these parts for 20 years. Fifteen of them have gone by since I got on the phone. (laughs) Now, will you please let me continue my conversation? And who might you be, Missy? The name is Brooks, as in trout. (laughs) Now, will you please let me talk to my party? Of course, of course. Uh, uh, Who was it you were calling again? Mr. Boynton. I'll put you right through. Thanks. Hello, Mr. Boynton? Hello, Miss Brooks. Gad, it's good to hear your voice again. (laughs) That goes double with me. Ah, gosh. You know, when I was out canoeing last night, with the moonlight dappling the lake with patches of silver, I got to thinking. Thinking about you, Miss Brooks. About me, Mr. Boynton? (laughs) Yes. I couldn't help thinking that... I'm afraid I have another call on the board. (laughs) Will you forgive me if I tear myself away for a minute? Tear to your heart's content, Mr. Turner. Uh, Mr. Boynton, you were thinking? Of how long it's been since I've seen you. I can't tell you how much I've missed you. Oh, sure you can. <laughs> Just tell me quickly before the offstage mystery voice comes back. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Boynton, tell me. Well, this may sound rather brash coming from me, Miss Brooks, but... Yes, Mr. Boynton? <sighs> Gosh, I I suppose I could tell you if I were with you, but over the phone, I don't know if I should. Oh, go ahead. I'll hold my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's the use? I'll have to tell you some other time, Miss Brooks. I suppose so. Uh, But before we hang up, Mr. Boynton, you are definitely staying at Crystal Lake for another week. Well, that's my plan, Miss Brooks. I certainly appreciate your calling me like this. I'll admit I was quite surprised when I heard it was you, but, (laughs) well, I've always liked surprises. Well, you'd better. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I like surprises, too, Mr. Boynton. 
Well, I guess I'd better say goodbye, Miss Brooks. Oof wheezes at uh, goodbye, Mr. Barnum. <laughs> well, what are you trying to do, Boynton? Bust my eardrums? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Turner. There's something I've got to tell you right away. I'd like you to prepare my bill. Your bill? Yes. I've decided to drive down to the city and surprise Miss Brooks. <laughs> Once Miss Brooks made what she thought was certain that Mr. Boynton was staying out at the Beaver Lodge, she finished packing her bags and sat down for another cup of coffee when the kitchen door opened. Hi, Miss Brooks. It's well, me. Harriet Conklin. What are you doing in town? I thought your folks had a cottage up at Crystal Lake. Well, they have, Miss Brooks, and I've been there all summer, but I just came down to surprise Walter Denton. Golly, you know how I feel about Walter. <sighs> He's my Mr. Boynton. Really? Who's mine? <laughs> I just ran into Walter and stretched down at the gas station. They told me they're getting your car in shape for your trip up to the lake. Well, what's keeping them? They've been gone almost two hours, and they were just supposed to get it gassed and oiled. Well, I heard Stretch say that it needed some minor repairs. Minor repairs? What happened? The rear end fell out. <laughs> oh, well, thank heaven it's nothing serious. <laughs> Oh, gee, it'll be good to have a date with Walter again. Daddy hasn't let me see much of him this summer. Gosh, sometimes Daddy acts like a principal even when he isn't in school. He's so stern and... Well, you know how he is, Miss Brooks. Let's not dwell on it. He's very conscientious, though. Why, he came into the city just to get some reports out to the Board of Education. Poor Daddy's been working like a dog. Poor Daddy's had a partner. I'm the one who's been typing those reports. I know, Miss Brooks. Daddy said he dropped by for them this morning. You see, he was with me when I ran into Walter and Stretch. Oh, dandy. Well, Connie, I... Oh, hello, Harriet. Hello, Mrs. Davis. What kind of a summer have you had? About two months, dear. <laughs> what brings you down to the city? Oh, I was lonesome for Walter, so I phoned him and asked him to ask his sister Betty to ask her mother to ask my mother if I could spend the weekend with her. From the picture, if you're asking, I'm dancing. <laughs> she said, okay, so here I am. Well, good for you, dear. Now, Connie, I prepared a little snack for you to take along on the trip. I'll just put it in this lunchbox for you. Well, all I need now is a car. Those boys don't get back soon. Maybe that's them. Maybe that's they. Here they come now. <laughs> it is I, Miss Brooks, your faculty comrade, Osgood Conklin. Oh. Do I detect a note of dejection in your greeting to me? Hmm? Oh, not at all, Mr. Conklin. <laughs> Come in, won't you? Thank you. I hope I'm wrong, but it seems to me that when you first laid eyes on me, your face fell about a foot. It's just that I have a very heavy lower jaw. <laughs> uh, those papers you wanted to write here on the hall table. Yes, sir? All you have to do is scoop them up and scat. <laughs> uh, well, not so fast, my dear. I, uh, understand you're going on a little trip today? Me? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Well, I'm going back to Crystal Lake myself this afternoon. All by yourself, eh? Should be a nice trip. Well, I was hoping not to go by myself. You see, Mrs. Conklin has our car up at the lake. I came down here by bus, and my getting back poses quite a problem. What's the problem? Doesn't the bus that brought you down turn around? 
<laughs> There's only one bus today, and it left an hour ago. Now, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but if you'd resort to a bit of subtle wheedling, I think you could talk me into making the trip with you. <laughs> with me? Oops, there goes that jaw again. Of course, if you really don't want me to accompany you, you have but to say the word. And I don't want you to be influenced by the fact that you're merely a teacher and I am your principal. <laughs> a man in whom the superintendent of schools has vested the power to make your life in the coming term a pleasant, easy-going one or a miserable one. <laughs> driving up to Crystal Lake today. How about coming along, hmm? Well, thank you, Miss Brooks. This is a very pleasant surprise. Perhaps you'd better go home and pack, Mr. Conklin. Then when the boys Oh, I'm already them... packed, already packed. I left my bags out in your driveway so we can stow them away as soon as your car arrives. But I don't know just when that'll be. Walter and Stretch are having it fixed and... Uh... Oh, ah, that's them. Uh, that's they. Uh, that's... Here they come now. <laughs> Hiya, Miss Brooks. We got everything all... Oh, Mr. Conklin. You've got a heavy jaw, too, haven't you? <laughs> Hi, Mr. Conklin. What are you doing in the city? Giving your wife a vacation? <laughs> oh, boy, that's a good one. Giving your wife a vacation. Oh, did you hear that, Miss Brooks? Silence! I... <laughs> Is the car ready to roll? Yes, sir. We charged the bill, Miss Brooks. Everything's in 1A shippy shape. Hi, <laughs> Daddy. Glad you finally got here. I... Walter, dear. Hi, Harriet. Dear. Oh, fudge. <laughs> well, Osgood. Come on in. Uh, hello, Margaret. We haven't time for the amenities now. I'd like to get started for the lake. Miss Brooks is driving me up. Now, isn't that nice? Yes, it isn't, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, Mr. Conklin. We'll go back through the kitchen. It's closer to the rear of the driveway. Uh, very well. Thanks for getting my car ready, kids. I'll see you in a week. Here's your lunchbox, Connie. I... Oh, dear, she's out back by now. I'll give it to her when they pull out of the driveway. Come on, Stretch, Walter. Let's all stand at the curb and wave goodbye to him. Yeah, oh, Harriet, come on, okay. Mr. Davis. Come on. Yeah, I'm coming. Well, here oh. we are. Hello, folks. Why are you all standing out here? Mr. Boynton. What are you doing here? Oh, I came down to surprise you, Miss Brooks. She'll be surprised, all right. She's just leaving for Crystal Lake with Mr. Conklin. Yeah, but I don't understand. She said she couldn't get away from... Hey, look! They're pulling out of the driveway now. But goodbye, Daddy. Goodbye, Miss Brooks. Goodbye, Harriet. Oh, Connie, you forgot your lunchbox. Oh, here it is, dear. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Davis. Goodbye, Miss Brooks, Mr. Conklin. Goodbye, Stretch. Goodbye, Stretch. Yeah, goodbye, Miss Brooks. Goodbye, Walter. Goodbye, Miss Brooks. Goodbye, Mr. Boynton. <laughs> I drove down to surprise you, Miss Brooks. But I thought you, you were... You and Boynton will have ample opportunity to socialize when school opens. Now drive on, Miss Brooks. Uh, but sir... Goodbye, Boynton! Yes. <laughs> Goodbye, Miss Brooks. Goodbye, Mr. Boynton. Goodbye, Bye. 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 
Well, last we're on our way. Crystal Lake, here we come, eh, Miss Brooks? <laughs> ra, ra, ra. We should accomplish plenty over this weekend. I've taken considerable paperwork with me. Nothing like getting it done in the country, though. I can see it now. Me lying in a hammock and you typing in the bright sunshine. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'd better pick up some sunglasses. Goodbye, Tyler. Goodbye, Mr. Boynton. Goodbye, Miss Brooks. What is this, a merry-go-round? <laughs> We've left this place twice already. Now, drive on at once, Miss Brooks. Uh, ju just a moment, please. There's really nothing to keep me in the city, Miss Brooks, so... There are no objections. I'll be happy to ride back to the lake with you. Well, I have an objection. Overruled. <laughs> so are you. The back of this heap is loaded with luggage, and three in the front would make for an extremely uncomfortable journey. Besides, among our luggage, you will note that there is a typewriter, which Miss Brooks and I shall use at the lake for official school business. This, then, is a business trip. Isn't it, Miss Brooks? It's no pleasure. But I still think... As your principal and superior officer, I order you not to set foot in this car. Well, I can't very well disobey an order. Goodbye, Miss Brooks. Goodbye, Mr. Boynton. I forgot to take the brake off. If you don't get us off this street, I... Don't... Yes, sir, we're getting right now. Uh, I, uh, I hope you know the road. I won't brook any further delays. Oh, yes, sir, I know this terrain very well. I've driven up several times. Oh, good, good. Then maybe I can take a little nap. Cars always make me sleepy. You won't mind if I drop off. Mind, he says. <laughs> you go right ahead, Mr. Conklin. You know, Mrs. Conklin usually hums something before I fall asleep. I've gotten sort of accustomed to it. Do you suppose you could hum a little tune for me, Miss Brooks? I suppose so. I'm quite a good hummer, especially when I'm happy. Uh, fine, fine. Then suppose you start now. Hum something appropriate to the occasion. All right. Let's see. I'll be glad when you're bum de bum 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 I'll be glad when you're bum de bum 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 Say, uh, that's quite a catchy tune. What's the name of it? The name of it? Oh, it's called I'll be glad when you're mine, you doll face you. <laughs> Since Mr. Boynton surprised me by returning to town, I was hardly in the mood to chauffeur Mr. Conklin up to Crystal Lake. But he insisted that I drive, so drive I did. Oh, oh, well, well, I've had quite a nice snooze. How long have we been driving, Miss Brooks? About a half hour. If you don't mind, Mr. Conklin, I'd like to stop and powder my nose. Of course. Uh, where, uh, where are we now? Now? Stop that yammering! Miss Brooks, this conduct is unforgivable. If you think... Miss Brooks, Qu quick, get out and look at your exhaust pipe. I think it's loose. All right, Walter. Uh, just sit still, Miss Conklin. This won't take a minute. If you don't get a move on, Miss Brooks, you'll wish you had never seen Madison High. I'll hurry, sir. 
Miss Brooks, I got an idea. If you'll just pretend that you banged your head on the fender while you're looking at the exhaust pipe, you can say that you feel faint and that you can't drive. Then you'll get to stay here with Mr. Boynton. But how can I bang my head on the fender? Stoop a little. I'll help you. Well, I don't know, Walter. Lower. There. That's just right. Hey, Miss Brooks hit her head on the fender. Mrs. Davis, hurried. I think Miss Brooks is going to faint. Oh, honey. Can I be of any help? Miss Brooks, speak to me. Speak to me. Later. <laughs> Come on, let's get her into the house. Give us a hand, Stretch. Come on. Oh, yeah. Sure, Walter. Yeah. Just oh, lean on my arm, Miss Brooks. Take no, the right up the walk into right. the house. What's going on here? Why are you going into the house, Miss Brooks? Oh, oh, she's in bad shape, Mr. Conklin. But how will I get to Crystal Lake? Oh, take my car, Mr. Conklin. You're very welcome to it. But, but I can't drive this old-fashioned gear shift. Please quit jabbering, Mr. Conklin. We got a sick cookie on our hands. In you go, dear. Now close the door, boys. So far, it's working great. Oh, this is no time for laughing, Walter. Gosh, look at that welt on your head, Miss Brooks. I'll go get some iodine and a glass of water. Oh, uh, but Stretch, let me uh, explain. Put her on the couch, Miss Davis. You... I'll be right back. Perhaps you'd better lie down, Connie. Yeah, then if old Marblehead, uh, Mr. Conklin, comes in, it'll look legitimate. Miss Brooks, are you feeling any better? Oh, uh, no, Harriet. I'm, I'm afraid I can't be moved. Please tell your father I'm sorry this happened. Oh, I can't tell him anything now, Miss Brooks. Daddy just drove off for Crystal Lake in your car. But the gear shift, he said he can't drive my car. He can't. So he ordered Mr. Boynton to drive. <laughs> what? Uh, here, Miss Brooks, here's the iodine and a glass of water. Keep the water, Stretch. I'll drink the iodine straight. <laughs> Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden transcribed, was produced and directed by Larry Burns, written by Al Lewis and Joe Quillen, with the music of Wilbur Hatch. Mr. Conklin was played by Gail Gordon. Others in tonight's cast were Jane Morgan, Dick Crenna, Bob Rockwell, Gloria McMillan, Leonard Smith, and Bob Sweeney. Be sure to be with us next week for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. <laughs> All right, there you have it, Our Miss Brooks. This series, Lisa, started in 1948. This was a 1955 broadcast, so I guess all these students were in uh, high school for seven years. Well, like you, it took a while to get through it. (laughs) You understand. Listen, high school's not easy. You know? Not for Sometimes some. Sometimes you have to take the same few classes years over, over and over and over and over and over, and over I'm again. I'm sure you did. <laughs> this was a broadcast from September 4th, 1955. Crystal Lake, here we come, starring Eve Arden as our Miss Brooks. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. It sure is. We're going to the 1990s. Today, 1990, with this song. I've heard it, but I hold on, hold on, by Wilson Phillips. Oh, and what's the name of the album? I don't know. Wilson Phillips. See how (laughs) how that works? How that works? Right. Uh, Yeah, in 1990. I'm going to come out with an album called Carl. That's right. Yeah. The name of the song is Carl too. Yeah. You should have the songs named Carl and the albums named Carl. Yeah. And I'm going to sing um, 
want some love songs on there, do no, you think? Or I don't just think rock that's and your roll? style. Yeah, just rock and roll songs. You complain songs. every time I play a love song. So let's, I know. let's get this right. Well, I might want to, you know, uh, appeal to all wide audiences, you know, different audiences. Might do a country song. I might do a love song, Maybe a rock and roll song. Maybe you should just do the songs that make you happy. Well, it is called Carl, I am waiting for. All. I am waiting for a very smart record producer to call right. me, sign me to a contract. Right, right. And um, I hope they do. And make history. Yes, you, make history. you will make history, platinum. Carl. Platinum. <laughs> Not settling for anything That's less right. than a platinum album okay. with these mellifluous tones. Well, that's a good word. Anyways. It is a good word. <laughs> I learned it, it in high school in my seven years. <laughs> in your house, it took you a while, but you got a word out of it. <laughs> More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, Lisa, in our next hour, we're going to tune in to Jeff Regan, Investigator, starring Frank Graham from 1950. But first, first, Lisa, we'll need a Hollywood 360 listener contestant to play Name That Tune with us. That's right. We need a caller, somebody who can uh, give us... uh some the goods on Beyonce, Beyonce because we're going to be playing some Beyonce tunes and you will be naming that tune. and they're so, going to win because I don't even know one Beyonce well, song. They're a winner just by being on the air. So if you are a fan of Beyonce and know at least a couple of her songs. Yeah, you'll win. Give us a call 312-642-5600 looking for caller number 13. Yeah, Lucky just for 13. playing you're going to get some CDs. So call us and play. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 